every Pakistani film when a Pakistani wa watches that, especially because we're in our Pakistan renaissance after so long, artistic renaissance, we're thinking, okay, well, we don't want the rest of the world thinking we're all like this. Yeah. But why do we care so much? I just don't understand. Yeah. And it's, it's extremely frustrating because there's so much great art out there. everybody and welcome to another episode of Daisy Talkies podcast, a show where we talk about Bollywood, Lollywood, South Asian pop culture and everything in between. I'm Ananya. I'm Anissa. And today we are talking about the 2019 film Zindagi Tamasha, publicly released on YouTube. It's directed by Sarmat Khusa. It tells the story of a local semi-popular reciter of hymns and praises who comes from a small conservative community in Lahore after an oblivious display of a dance to an old Lollywood film. This reciter is ostracized by his neighborhood and his professional community and shamed on. I watched this film last night, Ananya. I watched it today. And we don't like to talk about our films before the podcast, but something Ananya did say to me is, why'd you make me watch such a sad film? <laughs> I've had like the absolute weirdest weekend and week of my life and then i come home and i was like in the city for two nights two days and i come home and i watch this and i just got like even sadder and i was just like wow this is just depressing at this point <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that but i think what's even more depressing is that this film was banned and not been able to share with the Pakistani community because it's made for the Pakistani community. The director of this film and co-writer, his name is Sarmat Khusat, and he is known for directing the well-known drama series Hamsafar, but besides that, he has created films like Manto, Kamli, and more. He is incredible. He is an actor as well. He is a great writer and he's a huge advocate for so many issues in Pakistan. And I'm so happy that he showcased this film. So something about this film is it's available to watch on YouTube for free. But if you want to see the director's cut, you go to Vimeo and there's a link provided as well on the YouTube link. Right now they have over 700k views, which is great. But a little bit before the film begins on YouTube. You have a personal video from Sarmat Kusat explaining why he wants to put this film out and why you are here watching it. I also want to do something to free. I am Ananya, what are your first reactions to that little intro clip? Dude, I honestly got really sad watching it because it's such a sad moment for him that he has to drop his film the way he does. I think... As a filmmaker, as a as an actor, we put a lot of love into the craft that we create and the art that we create. And I'm I'll get into why I I literally don't understand. I actually do not understand why this film was banned. Like I like with the banning of Joyland, and when I watched that, I was like, okay, like take he it. also produced Joyland. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but with the ban, I was like, okay, like take it. I I get it. It's I mean. I, I don't agree with it, but I, I see what happened there with this. And I had no idea what the storyline was and I didn't know what, what the general narrative of the film was, but I was just watching it. And I'm like, why? 
And I, I asked why with Joyland as well, but like here actually I'm asking why. Because it was just so sad to watch the director of the film, the one who made the film, the one who wrote it, to be like, I have to release this for free and no one's going to go to the theater to watch it. Film is a medium that is meant to be watched in theaters. And unless it is created for this OTT space, which is a very new concept, it is meant to be watched on a big screen with the impact of the dark room and the everybody gets popcorn and sits down with their family and watches a film. When you then have to take what you've created and put it out on YouTube, which is a medium where thousands and thousands and thousands of things get uploaded every day, that is literally such a punch to your gut because you have worked so hard and fostered this beautiful relationship with this film that you have created and now you have to give it out for free. And I think that was just so sad to watch. I think I agree with that all completely. I think another takeaway was he kind of showed, he was like, here are all the three certification certificates I got from the censor board in Pakistan, yet this film was not released. And that's also sad. And I think a little part of that introduction video was one, he wanted to share a piece of his heart with us after creating a film that was very much that and also wanted us to hear from him, watch the movie and then think to ourselves, why couldn't we see this publicly? Why couldn't we shower this film with love in theaters? And when I look at this from Pakistan's perspective, it makes me really sad because there are a lot of films and a lot of things that have been tried to showcase in Pakistan through journalism, film, TV, theater, and have been shamed, which could really have an alternative world brought so much love to our country. So at the root of it, there is a huge issue with the censorship laws in Pakistan and that's been apparent and I think that we are just unable to see past content that we are thinking is representing us as a whole. Everything we watch in Pakistan we're thinking okay this is what everyone is going to think about our, our entire nation. We don't see that issue with any other content in any other country. There are so many different types of Indian films that release in India, so many types of American films that release in the US, and no one watches them and is like, wow, this is what every single American is like. But every Pakistani film, when a Pakistani watches that, especially because we're in our Pakistan renaissance after so long, artistic renaissance, we're thinking, okay, well, we don't want the rest of the world thinking we're all like this. Yeah. But why do we care so much? I just don't understand. And it's it's extremely frustrating because... There's so much great art out there. I want to get in and talk about the story, but I also think we need to acknowledge the characters at hand. Uh, We have Sadaf, who is the daughter, played by model and actress Iman Suleiman, who is stunning, and her expressions say more than dialogue. We have Samia Mumtaz, who played Farkanda, and is a disabled wife and a mother. And we have finally Khwaja Saab, played by R.F. Hassan, and he is our lead. He is our warm, fun uncle with a good heart that is ostracized by his community. And that's why it hurts so much. Pakistan, the very famous Nath Khan, Muhammad, Rahat, Khwaja Saab. I felt like R.F. Hassan played his role so well. I was... I know that uncle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I watched and I was just like, 
you're so in he's so endearing on screen he's such a great presence to have on screen and the sadness in his eyes and the disappointment in his eyes just really made me so 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 sad and watching him dance was so great that then when what the thing that happens when the you know music videos leaked and like everyone's making fun of him or whatever it was just so sad to watch that and honestly I don't have a lot of thoughts on this film but not because it wasn't a good film it's just I was just so sad watching it because I was like first of all why are all the films banned in Pakistan so sad like it's, it's Joyland was so sad to watch this was so sad to watch and I was just like wow like why <laughs> and he his like it's his eyes he was emoting from his eyes and he did such a good job at it yeah he did I was speechless I, I want to talk about the way the film goes so we're gonna get into spoilers but before we get into spoilers please go watch this film please go like it subscribe to Kuset Films channel give them love send it to your friends not only Pakistanis have to watch this yeah I think that this film should be seen by all, should be seen across the world and acknowledged. And that's something that we saw right after we saw the intro clip and the three censorship certificates. We also saw all the emblems for all the film festivals that this film yeah. went at. Yeah. So more of the reason for you guys to go out and watch it. Yeah. I also think thematically the film, like the theme that it follows or the theme that it talks about, yes, it's specific to Pakistan. However, it is not limited to Pakistan. I think that it's an issue everywhere i mean being indian and being in india this would be a film that maybe wouldn't work religious what like religiously like in terms of the religious themes of it but however it would make sense based on like the patriarchal yeah ex expectations yeah if you want to see how the theme lo kya kenge or what will people say plays out watch this movie yeah this is the movie that is in the definition of that term mm -hmm. and that concept. Okay, so getting right into spoilers, we kind of start off with this film introducing him. We have a stationary shot and this uncle, Khwaja Saab, is getting himself recorded doing a recitation of a Quran verse. And his vocals are strong and he's very spiritual and you can very much see that. So we go from that to his day-to-day, -day, see how he takes care of his disabled wife, see how he loves his daughter that is close to home and married and takes care of everyone around him. We see how he performs at a wedding for one of his good friend's sons and performs a special poem, a spiritual poem there. And then, of course, we get to after hours and he's sitting with his friends and they're talking smack about the transgender community in Pakistan as uncles and aunties do in Pakistan. And amongst all of that, they kind of retrieve a memory from Khwaja Saab's childhood of how he loved to dance. And he ends up doing a performance for them. A performance that is very much like what you see in a mythal, what you see Alina Khan doing in Joyland. He decides to do that. He puts on a mudra type song and he does a little provocative dance that's very effeminate. Yeah. And... We only see one shot of his friend's reactions in the middle, and I think that's really important. The entire camera time is focused on him and him dancing, because it wasn't about then, at that time when he was dancing, it wasn't about people's reactions. It was about the happiness he exuded, the yeah. fun he was having. Yeah. And we just see the little kid on the side recording a video of it. Yeah. 
What follows is the video becoming viral, his daughter getting it sent to her, her being ashamed and him being ostracized from his community, people assuming he has a queer sexuality, people assuming he's a pervert, people assuming he dresses in women's clothes at night, Mm -hmm. all this stuff because he just did a dance. And it was his friends who encouraged him to dance, but those same friends have isolated him. And I think we see a lot of things in our society, especially because it's more of a small conservative environment and story world that they have created. It's so easy for people to jump to conclusions and judge others for what they believe is right or wrong. And what I found really interesting is he faces a lot of criticism for people that are religious advocates and very big on praising Islam and saying he's sinned and he's done this and whatever. I just think that's so ironic because Islam is actually a very peaceful and forgiving religion. That's the foundation of our religion. But people, especially in South Asian culture, especially depending on their background, will twist and manipulate things to justify their judgment of other people. So as the storyline progresses, there's less and less dialogue. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's more of like facial expressions and you can feel the pacing of it and what everyone is going through. Mm -hmm. What type of emotions did you experience while watching this? Honestly, like I mentioned, his eyes were doing most of the talking. It didn't need dialogue. So I'm not going to lie. This is not a film I would have chosen to watch because pacing-wise and, like, general, like, just the way it was made, it was a little slow. It's what you would, like, a film festival film makes sense (laughs) for this. I thought that it was very interesting that, you know, the what does disappointment feel like, right? Disappointment feels like you don't have words to explain what that feeling is but you can't look at people in the eye anymore you you have to look down or you are hurt you are angry you are sad I think disappointment is such an interesting feeling that has so many different feelings attached to it and this film did a really good job at showing that feeling of disappointment in two very different ways He's disappointed in the society around him, but his daughter is disappointed in him and the society around him is disappointed in him. So you get both sides of that disappointment, both sides of that coin. And I was disappointed watching the film because I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Like, why are they reacting like this? Like, how can this be the expectation? How can you expect, like, how do you, how are you going to tell me that a character that dances is now a queer character? A man that dances is a queer character. That is not true. That is not, that's just not true. Like, you, as humans, we have so many sides to us and so many just feelings. Just because you're queer doesn't mean you dance. And just because you dance doesn't mean you're queer. So these are, another thing about our society is the yeah. assumptions we make. And I mean, we just came off of a film, Rocky Irani, where they also addressed men dancing and also address men doing kathak and kathak is also done in mudras and like things like that right 
they also address the same issue at hand, which is like men dancing in an effeminate way is not accepted. And I don't understand why, because women can do hip hop and that's okay, but men can't do Kathak or Bharatnatyam or any of the dance, any of the 5,000 dance forms that come from history. I mean, I can't speak on Islam as a religion because I, that, that would be unfair for me to do. However, I can speak of as, as a, as coming off of like, Hinduism I could speak of like we actually have a god like Shiva who is a dancer and then yet still we deal with the issue of like men dancing why it's almost hypocritical it's extremely hypocritical also if you look at it like like oh like if you really want to nitpick and these people are like oh my god it's like against Islam blah blah, blah whatever backbiting is also against Islam gossiping is also about it yeah. <laughs> against Islam like you can nitpick so many things and I think the fact that the film was banned is like such like it's so meta isn't it so meta that the film was banned and if i look at it from like pakistan's like film censorship position they're probably banned it because they're like there's a 10 second scene of him dancing like femininely this is bad this is not what it's supposed to be either that or they're like oh my god it's making us look like our community and our society is so ugly and it's so bad. Oh, yeah, but men cheating on their wife in dramas is okay. Yeah, like beating your wife is okay. Yeah. Like abusing your wife is okay. Yelling at your daughter-in-law is okay. Like, so I think that we need a huge reality check. That's what I need. But I just think it's so meta if you think about it, how this film was banned. Because the storyline itself, we never get a full resolution. Because that's not how life works. It starts kind of with him singing a spiritual verse and it ends with him singing Zindagi Tamasha. In the midst of all of it, he has constant support from his wife who he takes care of. Um, but she also passes away silently knowing that he was harboring secrets of being ostracized. Something that she wasn't able to witness because she was at home. So I think another reason why it's so devastating for audiences to watch is because you can see how kind-hearted this man is. You can see how pure his heart is, how sweet he is, what his intentions are, yet people make assumptions and they don't talk to him and they don't give him a chance. And it's stories like these, especially in small communities, that are never told, that are so simple. Like, oh, a video goes viral online, now no one talks to him and his wife dies and that's when people start surrounding him again. Yeah. Like something like that shouldn't have to happen for people to have conversations with each other and clear themselves of judgment. So it, it's, it's extremely heartbreaking because you can tell how pure and kind he is and how his relationship with his wife is. Even when she asks him playfully, she's like, oh, like, why did you have to dance to that song? And he's like, I just felt like dancing. Like, she's yeah. just laughing. She never scolds him. Is never like, oh, that's so feminine. Why did you do that? Because she understands his heart and his intention. Yeah. I do not understand why films get banned. Like, I said this, I said this during Joyland as well. But like, unless the film is literally straight up in your face, ostracizing your country, there is no reason to ban the film. You know, film is, as a medium, is an art, it's a craft, and film is a reflection of reality. And so if a country is dealing with the reality of patriarchy and that being blamed on religion, 
and issues as such, there will be films made about it because where there is an issue, there is always art that follows. There's always a story. There's a story, but the craft, there, there's always craft that follows it, right? You look at paintings, you look at music, you look at art. Everything is always a reflection of what's going on in the country at that moment. Everything is always a reflection of what's going on around you in that moment. And so this is the reality. And the only reason this got banned is because the reality does not want to be shown. And in the process of banning it, the reality was shown. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so true. I thought that it was a beautifully made film. I don't have... Th- so, like, watching it, it was really hard for me to follow because of the language, right? And it's Punjabi, and um, I, I, like, understand Punjabi, but in Punjabi in India is very different than Punjabi yeah. in Pakistan. So it was, like, there were certain, like, moments where I had to, like, kind of, like, pay attention and be like, what, what are they you saying? You didn't turn on captions? I did. It was on. But like, it was just like, I I like to watch the frame yeah. and the scene and what's yeah. going on. That's why it was difficult for me to follow because I was reading the caption rather than watching what's going mm. on in the frame. Yeah, yeah. I thought the way that they used lighting was very interesting. I don't think there's a certain color used a lot of like a certain color. I just thought there was like a lot of dim light moments and like low light moments. And I thought that that was because he is feeling like that. Like his light is being taken away from him or like dimmed. And as a character, he is kind of in a dark place. And so we see everything becoming darker and darker as the film kind of goes on. But not like darker in the sense of the characters or anything. Just like the lighting, it felt like it was getting like not as it, not as colorful. Not and as colder bright. colors. Colder. Yeah. Going along with lighting, I love the cinematography. It's some of my favorite work I've seen come from Pakistan. Some trends I noticed, a lot of it were stationary shots. You have a camera placed at the back of a table, objects are hiding it a bit and you can glimpse out a bit. Yeah. And also one scene that stood apart from the others for me was there's a parrot cage. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that Khwaja Saab visits his daughter Sadaf and they have one-on-one time since the video has gone viral and yeah. she has not been speaking to him. And the shot is a long take and it's still and it's behind the cage. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see them through the cage. And it's very literal, like, metaphor for, like, confinement. Confinement, yeah. Like, confinement in ideas in terms of society. Confinement in terms of their relationship and their lack of communication with one another. And another way I can look at that is when we have the stationary camera on a table behind objects. And we see peaks of Kwajasab walking. Or cleaning the bed for his wife. Or hanging his clothes. Or changing. It's kind of like we, the viewer, are stuck mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. in this rut, in this form and place of the community, in this life that they are living in. That's kind of how I interpreted it. And it's very different than what we've seen. The camera work is not fluid. No. And it very much reflects a mundane life that's filled with ditches and yeah. obstacles along the way. Oh, yeah. It wasn't an easy film to watch. It it's not an it's not a film that's like entertaining or exciting in any way, right? There's no part of this film that I was watching and I was like, "Wow, this is so much fun to watch. I want to watch it again." And that's where I feel like Joyland is is different, and I'm not like comparing the films. I don't think they're to be compared at all, but like Joyland was like going into it like you were like kind of also entertained at the same time. There was like moments of laughter, there was moments moments of like a little bit of, you know, lightheartedness. This film had none of that. This film was... and and It really kind of was forcing us to be like, look, this is what real life is like. Look, see it. 
Yeah. You can't escape it. It was really difficult for me to watch this film. And I feel like that is that is just what it needed, though. If it wasn't that difficult to watch, it the, the point wouldn't come across the way it's meant to come across because you're meant to feel stuck. You're meant to feel like you're being ridiculed yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is an older man. Like, this is a man whose kids are married. This is our fathers. And you even know, our he is not spared. He is no. not spared. No. Yeah, it was just like a heavy film. Like I, I don't know. Like I came. I have so much love for Samad Kusev because also there's a scene where I don't know if you know he's the one dancing in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, so mm-hmm. that was him dancing when yeah. <laughs> when Kwajasov is brought by someone to like kind of a queer meetup spot. Yeah. Samad Kusev, the director, is the one is dancing the one. on the floor. Like, yeah. and it, that is the only feeling, brief feeling we get of vibrance. That. Yeah. That dance performance and the uncle's dance performance in the beginning yeah. are the only brief spells of happiness that we receive throughout this film. And I think he has such a brilliant mind. He looks at the world in such an interesting way. And especially in such a pivotal point in Pakistan today, Saramat Khusad kind of sheds light on what we as a nation need to see within ourselves, what we need to fix, what we need to do better, and the kind of art that we should be creating. It just sucks that Pakistan does not like good art being shown to all. Um, and hopefully that improves in some time, but it's taken us so long to kind of get back to an artistic phase and now it's going to take a while for the country to accept it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it was really, I mean, I don't have much more to say about the film because it was just a lot, a lot to watch and a lot to take in. And I think I highly think people need to watch it. I think overall the the theme is about oppression right? Oppression of art, oppression of men and their emotions and their feelings. I just feel so sad to know that we live in a world where men can emotionally just not have a good time, you know, like, and good time for them has to just look a certain way and be a certain way. And and that's, it's really sad to see that they can't express their art or they can't express their craft without being ridiculed for it because they're a man. They're the man of the family. They have to act tough. They have to act rough. They can't enjoy a film or they can't enjoy an art form. And if they do, they're considered queer for doing so. And it's likewise for women, but I just feel like men just play, it's played up a lot more in, in like that toxic masculinity and that, you know yeah it's definitely a lot of pressure in that sense of like holding these stereotypical roles and maintaining that yeah i think this is a film that everyone should go watch i'm gonna go upstairs and meet my friend parents and friends and text all of them and say go watch this movie i'm so excited to see what is next i hope that the success of this film online is a reality check for people in Boxon, in the arts committee, in the censorship field to want great things for our economy. Yeah. You know, then we need to release better things. We need to make those things public. And this film and things that Sarmat Kusad creates is aligned with that objective. One thing I will say is no matter where you live, who you are, please, please always, always, always support art and craft and cinema and film it is a very difficult medium to make both Anissa and I know that we come from film and we are a part of the film industry and the film fraternity and we're such a small part of it but we know how difficult it is Anissa's in the process of making a film right now and 
I am constantly auditioning and constantly working both behind the scenes and in front of the, the camera. And film is a very, very difficult and long process and long medium to make. It is not a painting that you pick up a paintbrush not not taking away from anybody's craft but it's not a painting where you pick up a canvas and a paintbrush and you can create whatever you want it takes a lot of money it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of power energy people lighting camera there's just so much that goes into it and it's really sad to see that we live in a world where somebody puts all their heart and love into something and then it gets it gets shut down immediately especially when it's for a good cause and especially films in our society like people create them for people to watch them yeah. there's no like like crazy selfish intention even with the film that i'm creating i'm making no money from it i'm mm. making it because i want people to see this film i want people to see pakistani american stories i want them to see something where we're not oppressed so yeah. i can relate with Sarwad Kusit in that sense, in the sense that, like, I just want Pakistanis to see more of our stories. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So, yeah, go watch this film. Oh, my God, it's so emotional. <laughs> yeah, also always just support cinema. And as as long as the cinema is not being supported by political parties, it is usually very much just for the craft of it, not yeah. for any other reason and not for any any driving force. Um and and I'm saying that because as somebody who's from India and and comes from the Bollywood world, cinema is often uh, put pushing a lot of a lot of nationalist things, and and so mm-hmm. be aware of that. But but definitely support support the smaller films, support the independent films, support the films that you don't get to watch in cinema. That you this have is how to, we grow. Yeah, this is how we do better mm-hmm. for sure. So on that note. Please watch something happy after you watch the Mickey Kamasha. Even though it's a great piece of art, it will make you very sad (laughs) for a long time. That was our episode. Go check out this film. Follow us at Desi Talkies Podcast on Instagram. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can watch our full video on Spotify and listen to the whole episode, guys. So join us for another week for another episode about another movie. Let us know what you guys want us to review or talk about next. I'm Anissa. I'm Ananya. And this is Desi Talkies.